All right, everyone, welcome again to another No Gear Required podcast. I was here with me, Jay Balos. Today I have someone to me very special because he was a part of a, a lot of things I did in my life in terms of preparation for a fight. And uh, he was my training partner. And man, he kicked my butt, pushing me so hard. Here I have uh, someone that no need to present who he is. Everyone knows who he is, Jason Patrick. Man, I can't believe I'm here sitting next to you, man. This is uh, going back to my early days in Brazil watching movies, and I remember that vampire and Lost Boys, and here I am sitting with <laughs> this gentleman, man. Thank you for being here, Jason. I, I'm very happy to be here, because <clears throat> I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm really, uh, really happy to see you. Man, and, and somehow I think that life makes things happen, and, um, and I remember when I called Flavio, that is a common friend that we have, and I asked about all of you guys and say, where is Jason? And he was the one that gave me the phone and I just keep bugging you until you, you answer. Like, I'm gonna keep sending texts and, and here we are and Jason just nicely just respond to me and uh, accept my invitation to be here, which I have a lot of questions about his early days in life, his, his movies, his favorite movies or any one out there that kind of inspired him to be in this business. But uh, man, I can't believe it. I'm still here. I got. We gotta take a picture and ask him to autograph <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, let me ask you this, man. How how was your early days? What I don't know because, man, to me, you're one of the biggest guys in the business that I ever met, and I saw almost every single movie you ever did, which were a lot of movies. How was that growing up and did you have that in mind to become an actor one day? What made you to take this route and, and be so successful? Well, my dad was an actor and a writer. Um, so I understood that there was a business out there, that there was a way to make a living like that. Um, he was in a, he, his first movie was a pretty famous movie called The Exorcist. Now he'd never been in a movie, and his first movie, which you could do back then, they hired people that were talented, not necessarily stars, and it was a massive blockbuster. Um, now from there, his career didn't really go on because he made a lot of mistakes in his life, you know, and there were a lot of uh, addiction issues, and same thing with his writing. His writing never really sort of hit that sort of height. So I was aware of the business, but a part of me also probably rejected the idea because there was an assumption that you just do what your father would do. So I waited quite some time, for me anyway, to decide. Pretty much graduating high school, right before that, I figured I was gonna give it a shot because um, uh, it was an exciting or interesting time back then in the 80s. It was the first time that movies were about kids. Before then, kids were in movies, but they were rarely centered around them. And so there was an opportunity at that point in 84, 85, where the business changed. And I thought, I'm probably not going to go to college right now. And I'm going to see if I can uh, make my way into this. But I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't want any help. And man, so. that, is, that is awesome. And when did you, like, was your first experience? Then you said, you know what? I think I, I can be pretty good in that. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, you know this from, from, um, from doing a martial art and committing yourself to it. I always thought that I had something within me, but it takes hours and hours and days and days to sort of, and years and years to realize that through hard work. But there's something in you when you have a calling, I think. And, um, and I just, uh, I understood certain things about movies about 
about material. And so I didn't want to do it just to do it and be famous and get chicks and all that, although I wanted plenty of chicks and all that. <laughs> um, that comes with it. You wanted to be really good at it. You know, you want to be, if I was going to be something, I wanted to be really good at it. So, and, um, and man, I saw through your career, man, it's so diversified, the, the roles you play, completely different. Mm -hmm. And I don't know in how you kind of can be in that character and suddenly in another movie is completely different than that character. Then another movie is nothing to do with the first two. How does that work for you? How can you get ready? Because... I saw almost all your movies and very, very different one to the other. Well, I was inspired by actors growing up in the 70s that did things that were very different. But I think it's like training, and I think that's why you and I got along so well. You train your mind and your body for that fight that's ahead of you. You never really change who you are because you're going to fight with your strengths. But you have to also prepare for the situation. And so I always did that physically. And, and of course, mentally with each, with each character because I wanted them to be that much different. But you're only playing yourself. You're playing a part of yourself that maybe you haven't realized yet, a part that you haven't shown yet. But you only can play who you are if you really want to be good. The trick is to sort of resequence your game. And, you know, that fits that character, that scenario, that script. And that's why I found it very similar to the sort of uh, preparation and training that we did or looking at it as a fight, what's in front of you, you know, who you need to be, how you need to be. Being up early in the morning before work, four in the morning running in the dark is similar to things that you do that I also do, you know. Because for a lot of people out there that don't know how I end up personally meeting Jason was, uh, was in a very intensive time in my life. I was, we have a friend in common, Flavio de Oliveira, or was our personal trainer, few years ago, which is still be our good friend. And he was one of Flavio's clients and I was one of Flavio's clients. Then Flavio come up to me and said, man, I have this guy and he's an actor, but he's, he's 110% on his training. I think we should be all together because I think we're going to help each other pushing. And I never met you before. I knew who you were, evidently. Then here, Flavio invited you, and uh, I remember the first <laughs> few sessions, it, it was way ahead of me. It's like, man, I'm an athlete, and I'm doing this, and suddenly have somebody comes out, and and we become good training partners in, in the most healthy way, pushing each other forward. And I had you for quite some time. Every training session, we know we did we did not know what Flavio has for us, or well, we're just both ready to go and do it. And I literally felt that, man, I have, even though you're not fighting, you have that spirit of fighting that was exactly the way I was seeing, feeling, you had the same thing. And we're going through this very challenged training that Flavio presented to us, and you were right there with me, man, every single step of the way. Well, you're yeah. being you're being generous because <laughs> no, no, that's I, that's true, guys. Because people expect, oh, he's a celebrity, he's not. Hell no! Put the celebrity aside. He did push the training, and I was on my past my limit, <laughs> and he was right there. I, I said, I, 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 in the beginning, I was looking back, and said, I'm looking. He's ahead of me. He's like, how that can be? I have to do better now. I yeah, go. that's probably because you were wearing 15 pound weighted vest, <laughs> and I got above you there for a, for 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 a hundred yards. No, but the truth is, is that um, I'd always trained early on because I think. 
it helps your mind, and it certainly helps me acting-wise to get into a mode. But when I met you and working with Flavio, and Flavio's an amazing trainer, but you were you were the best athlete that I had seen or worked out with because you just there was no quit. And you had already probably sparred 20 rounds before you'd show up at these things, and you'd do more afterwards. <laughs> but I will say the training that we did was, was on an Olympic level. I, it I was, miss that There was a nothing lot, like it. I miss it that It was unbelievable. We, we have to kind of uh, reunite it to, to do it again. It, it was amazing. amazing work. It was some of, the, some of the, my, greatest, my greatest memories without question as far, as far as training and just the physical high that you get was you, me, and Flavio doing that stuff where you could barely walk afterwards. It was, how, it was great. How life is incredible because then we realize is the moments that we live in, sometimes when we are in, we might not appreciate as much as, and as the time goes by, I realize that was some of the best moments in my life, having that training and, and be real family. I felt like, man, we are very tight as a, as a family, and we still do, yes. that's for sure. You have a martial arts background, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Jay. I don't, you know, I boxed a little because I've had to box in things, but I mean, just sparring and stuff, nothing. Um, so Yeah, he choked me a few times <laughs> after the training there, we spar a little. But any, any jujitsu training prior to meeting John? Nothing, I mean, most of our training was to get him in shape for his jujitsu, so we're talking unbelievable cross it's training like that you can imagine. two and a half imagine. hours, Yeah, with easy. weight, 700 reps with legs, Shit. and then running, and, and that's no exaggeration. And stuff that, you know, people work out pretty hard in gold, no one is doing this balanced training that made him into an animal, and I was just trying to tag along. Yeah, man, and, and he did, <laughs> he did tag along, and I was tagging along with him, that was the, the, the thing that pushed me so hard. Have you done much after jujitsu? Um, since then? I haven't, and you know, I, I was actually talking to my son a while ago, he's 11, and saying, I wish I had more time at that time. We were always prepping him for his fights yeah. and getting ready that I wish I had more time between you know my career and, and these workouts to just concentrate on doing something new like jujitsu. You know, I wrestled in school and things like that, but to really do it. Now I'm just an old man, so it's probably past my past my time. Not at all, <laughs> sir. Not at yeah. all. Let me ask you this, Jason. Is I heard, I don't know if that's true, that you were very, in a good way, selective on the projects that people present to you. And and I heard that, and I don't know, and if you can evidently say, I heard that you turned down a movie called The Firm that later on I think was Tom Cruise who ended up playing that character. And I, I because I, I'm in a law school and I did, I liked the movie, everything that has related to lawyers. And how is that like for you to make selections, which movie you go and yeah, I wanna do more of this and less of that. I know how political and a lot of things that go behind the scenes that we don't have to talk about, but how is that for you to make that selections in movies? How do you see that? Well. Uh you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. It is true, especially when I was younger, I was very, very selective and I did turn a lot of things down, but there's also rumors about things being ter turned down. I mean, for example, The Firm and all that. The movie, The Firm is The Firm because Tom Cruise is in it. You yes. Know, he made that movie what it was. The script that I saw was not as good as what was ultimately made. And so it's not like I formally said, I don't want to do that. It's just, I didn't express a lot of interest. But when you say how you choose things, I never picked things early on um, 
for how it would build my career. I looked at it, and I looked at acting the same way. It wasn't like I'm going to be this actor. It was like that. being an actor at this point in my life is something that I think will help me learn about life, learn about myself, travel, meet people. So I would look at it at 23. What do I have to say at 23? Does this character have anything to say at 23 that maybe I'm resonating with? And that's going to be different from someone when I'm 27. So, But I never looked at what can this part do for me. For me, it was what can I give to this part? Oh, look what I learned last year. You know, this is an interesting director. This character and the relationship he has with this woman, I think I can say something about it in an honest way. And honestly, that's how I pick things. Because if you look, especially in the early days before I had to do things for the tax man or <laughs> lawyers, I pick things. You know, I would go have a successful movie, and I wouldn't work again for a year, sometimes two years. And that's that's death in my business, because you're supposed to keep your face out there for everyone. And I, I didn't do that. I, I, I honestly thought that, you know what, I'm a good enough player, I'm a good enough quarterback, I'm a good enough athlete that I could come back at 28 and someone's going to have something for me to do. And that worked for a while, and and, and, and I'm proud of those choices. Now, there's, there's misfires, and there's ideas of things that didn't come out the way you wanted them to, but... That's life. And yeah. as you get older, as you know, and if you have a family compromise, a certain compromises have to be made. But as a young man who was doing this the way I wanted to do it, I can honestly say I didn't make many compromises. No, I think it's, it's um, very interesting is the, the confidence that you have on yourself. And yeah, evidently, it's easy to say now many years later about choices we make on all of these. But I think it, it, in the point that you, you see that how can I give something to this character, that's something that very few people in the field will do it. Well, you know what it is, I, I talked earlier, I, I, my father was an incredibly talented writer. He won a Pulitzer Prize, he won a Tony Award for his first play. His very first movie is one of the classic movies of all time. And the fact is he came from a small town in Pennsylvania and as talented as he was, he was not able to deal with this fame. And he didn't protect his gifts. And those gifts therefore waned. And you can, I know you see it in your business. You know there's fighters who blow their gifts. Yes. They blow it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to, because look, there are a lot of physical specimens out there as fighters that are gifted, more gifted than us. Yes. But they have certain things, they get it, and then they don't protect it. And so because of that, I knew that just fame or, or the money was never going to be the answer to happiness, never be the answer to figure out what we're doing here on this earth. I knew that early because I saw it in front of me. And so I made those choices. And sometimes those choices, I put those fences out too far to protect myself. But I did, I wanted to live a life of integrity in some way. And it's hard to do in this business because it's a bunch of bullshitters and people that are full of shit. And so, you know, for my own instinct and, and, and training, and hard physical exertion helps with that because it brings you, as you know, after a great workout yes. to your physical self. Everything melts away. Now you just have this calmness, and this is who I am at this moment. And sometimes it's 4.30, you know, uh, in Paris, running around the Louvre because you've got to work at 6. But then you just sort of look, and there's a peaceful moment. Okay, I know what I'm here for at this moment. And that's how I try to, uh, to, to regulate my life as opposed to build a career. And man, that, that is awesome because it's uh, so much truth behind that and not everyone in your business has that capability to think like that. That shows integrity. And that's why I really like you and you're my friend for all this time because of who you are and who are you really are. 
and I know he plays so many characters. Now let me see some, uh, through all these years playing so many, you diversify so much in the roles that you play. Any of those, who would say you pick what was your favorite play? And I'm sure maybe you have more than one. How was that? How is that? I felt that there was something that I can, I felt very good about it. Um, funny enough, I, I, when I was 23, I did this movie called After Dark, My Sweet, where I played a boxer. I played a, a sort of punch drunk boxer who'd already been one. And it was a great role. And I knew that whoever, whichever actor took that role, if they didn't really soar with it, they shouldn't have been an actor because it was all there, all laid out. And so when I ended up getting it and doing it, I said, well, this is the testing ground for me. If I don't do what I think this guy should be, I'm not doing this game anymore, man. And I had good people around me and it was a good project. And I felt from that, I achieved a part of myself I hadn't shown and that was different. And then I said, I can do this. I can really do this in the way that I want to do it. And then after that, I did Rush. And then, you know, things sort of rolled from there. That was Beca one of my favorite movies, by the way, Rush. Oh, was good. An amazing, okay. amazing movie. Thank you. I was going to ask you about that, too, because going back to what John Jock said earlier, it's like, how do you, um, how do you process that? Because that was such a dark role. It's I mean, hard. I mean, the truth is, I go back to what I said earlier, what do you want to show at some point? How was that? I was 24. So I grew a beard to look older and, you know, mm -hmm. nobody were, was growing beards back then. The studio went nuts. We have to see his face. I said, no, this is the way it's going to be, man. And I had to change my body because I just played this boxer. So I remember uh, at the time cutting most protein out because I'm pretty broad and I wanted to knock the muscle down. And here I am playing a drug addict, but I'm the healthiest you could ever imagine because I'm up at, you know, 530, you know, hitting the gym, doing everything to, you know, get down to 162 or whatever the heck it was. Um, but it is a dark place to be in because that's not my life. I mean, I'm as healthy as can be. And uh, I don't, I don't, I never experienced drug use like that. But once again, that movie had the potential to be something that had never been filmed before. And I remember telling the director, I mean, one of the things I said, I said, look, I got to put a needle in my arm. And they were all worried. I said, look, that's never been done, but you want to get to that kind of, that kind of visceral reality with this. And it was, man. It yeah. was, and especially knowing who you are. It's like, who's that guy? But I got a big reputation after that for being a drug addict too in the, in the business, which, which hurt me, which is laughable. But I did it in a realistic way that, um, and since I refused to go out afterwards and show myself in People Magazine sitting on my nice couch with the furry dog, <laughs> you leave a palette open for people to paint what they want. And to me, it was just, fuck you. And then I just go on to the next thing. But it's a dark place to remain for, to do it uh, for four months because you get in that mindset. So yes, did I shoot heroin? No, but I have to find out what part of me would become addicted in a way that that would become everything. So then you look in your life, what part of you is dark? What part of you has gotten to an edge that you could have passed off into? You mine those up, you put it to, to where you can focus it. And for me, especially back then, you live it in that method way. Now, as a father today, I couldn't do that part. And I've said that, I just because there's a selfish abandonment for four months that you really have to do. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't do that to my son. 
So now it's a balance of what is my technique after all these years and how can I find these things? You know, I did the work back then, so it's in me. So can I bring that up and still go home and be a dad afterwards? And, and in all honesty, that's a constant balance. That's what happens. That's how things change and morph as you get older. Yeah, you evolve for sure. And, yeah, man, and, 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 and I don't know, also I, I really like NARC. Right. Yeah. I I have a chance to be invited by you, and I went to the premiere, and 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 man, I I just felt that I was right into, and and again, knowing who you are and see the character, is man, that's that's not him, but that's him, and it was very, very intriguing. Show how good your technique actually is to switch yeah. from black to white and red to blue, and that was amazing. You know, it's hard, and you use technique, and I know you guys in jiu-jitsu, everyone has their own technique. It's You're all based on the same, you know, depending on your art premise, but everyone adapts to their own technique within it, and that's how these, these new forms are born. It's nice to have that base that you have, and I've always felt, shit, I don't have a base. What the hell is my technique? You know, because every time something's new, I think, I don't even know what I'm doing. But somehow, if you, through the process and work, the technique for me becomes new for each character. So there's something about it that's very frustrating because you can't just go A, B, C, D, work on this roll, this hold, you know, I'm gonna do this, this arm bar. It, <laughs> you wish it was, but it, somehow it sort of works out if it's good enough, but yeah. But technique, with me, it's something that's just accrued through years and years and maybe, maybe it works, but you don't want it to rely on it because then it also becomes a, a little fake. Do you feel is, um, in all these characters, I think you mentioned that you feel that it has a little bit of you in it as a kind of a foundation. And besides that boxer that you play, which which one was that makes you work the hardest? It's like, man, this is very challenge for me. Mm. That challenged me in a way that I really need to, to work on this. I think people that, you know, char certain characters that have given up or that there's a, there's a there's a there's a hate element or a lack of compassion element that runs through them. In order to play that, if you're playing someone who people consider a bad guy or a villain, what you never do is say I'm playing the villain. You have to find reasons that this person thinks this way, and why do they act this way, and why do they believe it. It's not just people rolling their hands being because that's a bore. And you know, so you can look into dark places of yourself where if you're really being honest, you could say, if one or two things happen differently in my life, I could be there. One parent last, one mistake that happened, one little step that I lost everything and had desperately came back. So you find a way that makes this logic happen, which satisfies the story as the bad element, but you can never be playing that. You always have to like your character. When you're playing it, you believe in what he's saying and who he is and why he's saying it. And when you do that, that kind of commitment, that makes it rich. And people see a part of themselves, even in the worst person. And that's why they're really scared of a villain. Not that he's going to come get him, but there's a part of yourself where you go, oh, man, that twisted logic could work. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that on an interview with, uh, I think it was... I think it was Silence of the Lambs, one of those movies, but uh, they interviewed one of the main villains if you will and that was the first thing he said he goes i don't look at the guy as a bad guy can't you know and i thought that was that was actually pretty brilliant because like you said then you're just you're giving an honest representation 
How can you look at it? Because then you're placing judgment over something and you can't really be as sincere as possible. And you're playing adjectives. Yeah. Playing adjectives. You know, adjectives are something people can apply to you when they're watching, but you can't play that. That's Mm -hmm. a word. You know, what you want to play is sweat. You want to play voice. You want to play movement because the one thing, and it's interesting because you're, you're Brazilian, Sadly, um, <laughs> but, See, you can't tell we're good friends. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that's why when you watch a foreign movie or use a, a foreigner, I mean, I don't know what what age you spoke English, but you can relate to behavior because there's a human aspect of behavior that we all know, even if we don't understand the language bits or or what's going on. So my whole thing about acting, it, it's about behavior real behavior and you sequence it for a character. My problem with most movies is most people act like they're in a movie now and they're very aware what they're doing. And that's why it doesn't last and, 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 and much of it doesn't hold interest for me anymore. And let me ask you this is, I think I'm, I read that you also were in, on Broadway. Yeah, a couple times. How, yeah. how is that challenge between both? Because is that similar? You have to prepare yourself a little different. How is that works for you? You know, it is a different prep. And once again, I've always looked at things athletically or training. It's a different prep. Because in a movie, you're doing even the most intense scene, you're doing once. And you're trying, you may do a bunch of takes and a bunch of things. And then it's also largely out of your control. Someone's going to edit and put it together. But there is an honesty that you can't fake when the camera's that close. So it's a different challenge. Now, doing three hours, eight times a week <laughs> on Broadway, having to hit in those moments all the time, 200 times maybe, you know, in, in a run, it's a challenge. Because you, you know, just from fighting, you're not always on your best day. Um, and, but one goes by and you can't let it get you and you got to get ready for the next round, you know? And, but there, to me, being on Broadway, being on stage is, is the most exciting without question because it's the audience. Now, when you're in a fight, you're absolutely concentrated on where you are, but you can't deny that the crowd and the energy and all that excitement feels it and lifts your game up and you respond to it. It's the same thing, you know, obviously in your Broadway, you know, the way they laugh, the way there's dead silence when it should be, that's giving you some juice. And the same way, when they're not laughing or this and that, uh-oh, it's my, it's my game <laughs> off. So, but it's, I like the camaraderie. I love, I love, I love the audience. I love being in New York. I, lo- I love all of it. To me, and if I make it into another phase of my career or life, uh, I'll do a lot more stage. Yeah. Well, oh, that is awesome, man. Yeah. And if you can, evidently, this, is there any stories that you can share in some of the movies that you've done that was funny or something that was not supposed to happen to happen and that you remember? Well, you know, uh, I'm still really good friends with Kiefer and, uh, and um, you know, we had, a, we had a lot of fun, you know, doing Lost Boys. And Lost Boys is a movie that, look, I did Lost Boys and two years later, or three years later, I'm making Rush. I didn't follow that sort of teen career, but I have a fondness for the movie now because I think over years of time, I've met so many people that it's meant uh, made a, a lot to yeah, their lives. Talking about eight, 1984, 85, and I 87, still, I think, yeah. And I still remember, I think that was the first time I saw you in the movie. I'm and sure. I, yeah. And I kept that in my mind until the day I met you, and I was talking to Fly Fly. I still see this movie because I was a young kid, and here we are. It's incredible how much that movie 
to me mark my life and never believe one day I'll be sitting next to you and talking to you and we work out together. I can tell people that I know you, I'm your friend. It's like, man, it's such a switch and hard to believe sometimes. Well, I, I'll tell you one story on that is that, you know, Corey Haim, who played my younger brother, um, and he's another cautionary tale, you know, of what happens in Hollywood when that's going back to what I said before, one mistake, one different parent can lead a whole different life. You know, this was a very talented, really sweet young kid. And in order to get that relationship that they had as brothers, which I think really happens in the film, one of the reasons I think the film lasts is it's it's very well done, but there's a familial aspect that everyone's felt, a mm -hmm. brother thing, an yeah. outsider thing, a wanting to be part of something, breaking away from your parents, all that stuff. But I spent a lot of time with Corey, Joel Schumacher, the director. I said, I want to spend a lot of time with him so you really believe these guys are brothers, not just that we say we're brothers. You believe them. And I did, I spent a lot of time with him. Came to my house, take him to the beach, things like that. And uh, one day on Warner Brothers, we filmed it on that lot. I was walking around and talking to him, taking, and they had all these golf carts there, you know, that people go back and forth to the stages and stuff. And we just hopped in and just, I guess, stole the golf, someone's golf cart, and we're driving all around. And I say stole because after whipping in and out and laughing, a police car was behind us, a studio police car. And to me, I thought it was a joke, like a fake police car on the lot. And they pulled us over, and you know he was driving, and asked us what we were doing. And I think out of just rebelliousness, he didn't tell them that we were working on a movie. To which I said, of course we're working on a, on a movie. <laughs> and he said, no. We had, of course, no idea on us. And they brought us to the Warner Brothers jail, whatever that was, <laughs> on, on the lot. To which I found hilarious because this is a fake jail. Are we getting fake bread and water? But it was a, a real detention area. And we had to wait there until they got the director on the phone. That uh, Because there's no cell phones back then or any of that stuff. And uh, he came and got us out of there. <laughs> and he acted as if he was really disappointed and apologized to the fake uh, studio cops. And, and, you know, had a sort of consternation towards us. But once we got out, he was laughing because he liked the idea that that formed some sort of bond. Yeah, it was a brotherly adventure right there. Yeah. I ever heard one for sure. Whipping around, and I just couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. Is this a real cop behind us with a, with a light? And uh, I guess it he's turned out to cop. be a real one. Yeah, it turned out to be. And is that what was to you in all the moves that you did? I'm sure a lot of them, I think they have their input but the ones that really mark something on you as a person. Man, this movie was, it touched me somehow, more than the other ones. Well, I think that, that After Dark, My Sweet, and then, and, then, and then Rush after that, because they significantly um, sort of proved to me that I could go to areas that other actors weren't going to at the time, I thought, and that I needed to prove to myself. I thought those were, I think Narc is, is, is another one because it was uh, made for no money and I don't think anyone believed in it. And I think... Uh, was you and Ray Liotta, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And Ray, I think, you know, I think Goodfellas and, and, and Narc are Ray's best performances. And I think they're very different and he was great. And we're very different actors, completely different actors. Um, and on, on Narc is one of those things where I didn't really hang out with him who we weren't working because... 
those characters are learning about each other as the movie goes along and they're suspecting each other and they're understanding and I wanted that same thing too because there's a uh, uh, there's sort of um, an internal thing when you don't really know someone and, and you have to work with them you're absorbing who they are and understanding who they are you don't have a comfort level that you've just been hanging out for the weekend and so I thought that helped those characters and their dynamic and and I like to stay in that mode um, I mean it's not that, that we were discourteous to each other but the connection that we would have would be when we're filming and I think that really helps and, and I think that movie holds up so that's and, one and that turned out to be a, an awesome movie and since you are from a prior generation I mean you've been around for 30 plus years in this business what are the differences back when you beginning of your career and you see on today's time it's big there's a lot yeah I think that uh, in, in all honesty it's not as an exciting business as it is anymore um, there used to be a bit more of a fraternity with actors you know just like we you know our connection happened through real committed friendship but also working towards something and Back then, there was a little more of that young actors, you know, changing what the business was and working with each other over time. Um, I think that actors were uh, much more individualized then and able to be themselves. You look at something like you mentioned Lost Boys, look who's in that movie. Yeah. A new Kiefer, a new myself, a Corey Haim, a Corey Feldman, um, Diane Weist, an Oscar winner, Ed Herman. These were very good actors, and the young people were very specific. There's no Corey Hames out there anymore. Everything now is very cookie cutter. Everything's very safe. Um, they are concerned with putting people in movies that um, you've already seen so that there's no risk, everyone's risk averse. And that just hurts the creativity. And, 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 and I think there's the amount of streaming and social media has really destroyed uh, any mystery of anybody exactly you used to go it's, to a movie to see what somebody looked like yes well what's Pacino gonna look like in this movie oh what does he sound like? there's no surprise there's anymore. no surprise nobody wants a surprise they want you to register a like as they show you a picture of their fucking donut it's it's like almost you you the person has to become known in social media That's to right. actually be part of a They're, project you're, you're you know they that it's the old adage that Warhol said everyone will be famous for 15 minutes and it's true but now it's 15 seconds and it's very easy to be famous um, for nothing and that's a problem well what would you say to someone out there that um, thinking about to become an actor thinking about what steps they should take that you see that we'll give an, as an advice to someone you know it's hard to give advice because um, you know, I've certainly made made mistakes, and I've also made some really good choices. And um, I don't know if advice necessarily applies to a different human. What I would say, and also because the business is so different, I'm not so sure that I could instruct someone. What I would say is what I said back then to myself: is know why you're going into something. I don't care whatever it is. Know exactly why you're going into something, and try to follow that. Now, I didn't go into this business for just fame, money, and all that stuff. But I'm not uh, in any way talking down to people who did. 
if that's what they wanted for whatever reason, misguided or not, great, and follow that path to get what you want. But if you're going into it now and you, it's for artistic expression, um, if it's uh, because you have some gift that you feel needs to be expressed in what movies are or what television are, understand what that is and stick with what that is and then adapt to the situation. But don't forget why you got into something. Don't let someone else tell you why you're in something. And I always refuse to do that at 19, and that's one of the things that I, I will say that I'm proud of. No one's gonna tell me why I'm doing something. If I make a mistake, I got myself to blame, and if I achieve something, I pat my own back. But you're not gonna tell me what to do or why to do it. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna listen to people. Oh, no, I understand. But understand why you're getting into what you're doing. Never lose that and then figure a way to do it in the business. And if you work hard enough and you're talented, I think you'll find a space. What is out there that you're looking for to do in the business? Is there anything that you're aiming or any projects that you still and and works to be done? I don't. You know, I'll be very honest, John Jack. I don't. I don't really know because I, I I don't find the business very exciting or interesting or groundbreaking in the way it was. You know, when I was there, I find it safe and formulaic. That being said, I've had a lot of life experience that I think I could bring some of those honest things that I've always tried to do. Man, so. you said something that was so true and I, I never realized about no surprise anymore. That's so true. The social media it's took that away. Everything. And you already you know everything about everybody in a fake way because it's not really who I'm, they are. I'm They're not. appropriating <laughs> behavior that they think is popular, which is very bad for a youthful mind anyway. You're supposed to find yourself, but now when I think I can find a way to be popular is very different than finding yourself. And through your life and, and, and your career, is any names out there that you you saw and like, man, I kind of inspire me to to follow my career. Anyone that calls your attention for? Well, growing up in all those early films, you know, watching uh, Pacino and De Niro, and of course Brando and. All those movies that were coming out at a time where there was social upheaval and 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 people sort of breaking the norms, those great 70s movies. I think NARC works because it's a throwback to those 70s type movies without copying it. It's unapologetic. These are these people. These are the problems that they are. And so those people, and then, and then you know, there's personal people in your life, whether it be a relative, a grandmother, a mother, a priest, those people, if you're really in tune to who you are, have just as much effect on you as any sort of famous person, even though you may be going into the same realm as them. And so, you know, I, I've been very fortunate to have good people in my life and meet very interesting people that propelled me forward in what I did in my craft, even though they weren't part of my craft. And in that case, you were one of those people too, because at that at that time period, you know, I was, you know, my I guess in my early 30s, and and it's now what's the next phase going to be? But you connect with someone, you learn who who they are, what their culture is, what the, you you and I were fighting for different things, but we're doing the same thing at the exactly, same time. Exactly, exactly. And that and that and that is what I wanted to do when I got into it at 18. Meet interesting people, have life experiences that move me along and if movies do it okay i'll keep doing these till it moves me along and if it doesn't then i won't and i have a question that i, I always ask everyone that comes here and um who is jason patrick 
uh, that's that's the big question, isn't it? That's the big question. That's the big evolving question. And the only real honest I can answer I can give you, unparalleled without any question, is uh, I'm data. That's the only thing I can honestly say. And I always say to a lot of people that I'm I'm very fortunate to meeting you years ago and and have you as a as a close friend because. Um, Working out, going through this whole process wasn't easy. It messes up a lot of our head and a lot of our confidence. But as we said, we know it's so important to surround yourself with good people. And it's something that it's like energy that your body detects mm-hmm. from people and get to know you, who you really are. And something that a lot of people sometimes see a movie and think they're person is exactly that character in the movie, which I think it's a lot of mistake on that. And I'm, I was very fortunate to meet you and get to know you behind the scenes of who you are. And I can tell that uh, you are a kind of guy that anyone wants to have as a friend. Oh, Even though right. we lost a few years to get back here. And I think somehow life made me start doing this and I'm literally reconnecting to all my friends that has a mark in the process of my life that was part of a lot of the achievements that I have. Even if you did not know back then, but I wanted you to know now that it was really important to have you as a training partner and as a friend. And I remember going back there, if I'm not wrong, part of you is Irish. That's right. Because I think it was one of your birthday, I end up in a pub in Santa Monica, <laughs> even though I don't drink, but everybody's having a great time. And, and I look around like, what am I doing here? Just Jason, he, can, he did it. <laughs> well, I drank you know? for you that night, <laughs> man. <laughs> and I remember, I think we have a karaoke and people singing, have a great time. But uh, yeah, that just, I remember that, that you have that Irish blood in you. That's right, all that Irish. Is, Oh man, I don't know. Jay, you have more questions to this gentleman because uh, I, I can't believe he's still sitting here and talk to him. Yeah, talk I to mean, me you, and like he, John Jock said, because we're, we're about the same age. And yeah, I remember when Lost Boys came out and all that and, and growing up here in LA and, and even I had friends that were aspiring to break into the business. And so you kind of study that a little bit. And then the, the scene, like you said, I mean, all that, the eighties was the, the, the decade that was when the youth. I was, miss those times, those yeah, movies, it was, it was a lot, a lot. But the one thing that I remember, it didn't happen a lot, but, and I, that's why I think Rush just resonated was I remember seeing you and having this perception of you. And then this new, this movie comes out and you're a completely different person. And I was like, Whoa, this was just, it was so dark and so intense. And then you made another movie. I think it was Sleepers or something not too far after that. Right. And then everything just, like it didn't, it's like a basketball. Yeah. I just didn't know what, what was going to come yeah. next from you. And to me, that's acting. That's the craft of just, like you said, you, you kind of mold yourself into the work and you express yourself honestly and then move on to the next project. So it always made it so much fun to, to follow your career. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. I mean, I'm, and I'm glad that, 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 it, that it worked that way. That, that was the attention mo- most and of the time. Yeah, I'll be yeah. honest, and um, I truly, I, I can't wait to, to see you in another project, another movie, and I bring back to me so many of the great things that you did. And um, one thing that is really cool, I go to the movie and say, man, you know, I know this guy. He's, he's my friend. I have a picture of him. I can show you right now, right I'm going to deny it, man. <laughs> That's all Photoshop. You know that. Well, what's funny is the glasses almost look the same. 
Uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm wearing these. These are prescription. I can't really see very no, well. No, but I mean, I for the remember, honey, take the glasses oh, off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Jason, man, I don't know how to say thank you to you for you already did. For giving, you, you already man, did. being you already here did. No, and um, no, no, no. Making you, you this gave possible. Me, you gave me so much more, and I'm so man, happy to see poor, you guys. Thank you very much, yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. It's, Great uh, meeting you. Really, thank you. Sure. And I uh, can't wait for uh, call you back for uh, since you start your next project to say, hey, Jason, let's let's do it. I'll let you know. Thank you, brother. It's good to see you, buddy. <laughs>